and entitled Karen tries to steal from my daughter at the pool, so I shut her down. So this story takes place years ago when my daughter was learning how to swim at the local pool. I had bought her a nice pair of goggles so she can see in the water while learning how to swim. There is a group of three or four kids that were playing nearby that caught her attention. The one little girl came over and was being really nice to her and started talking to her. I was very excited for her because I know making friends can be difficult. So the kids started striking up a conversation and I noticed that my daughter took her goggles off and handed them to the little girl. The little girl then puts them on and swims away from my daughter. My daughter just kind of sat there frozen in the water looking deflated. I saw her try to go over and talk to the girls, but then they started to swim away from her, ignoring her completely. I went over to where my daughter was and I asked her what the problem was. She said that the little girl was talking to her and asked her if she could play with her, but wanted to use her goggles. So my daughter, as generous as she is, let her use the goggles. However, as soon as the little girl got her hands on the goggles, she didn't want to have anything to do with my daughter anymore. And after I saw that, I was mad. So I went over to where the little girl was and I told her that I needed the goggles back that you borrowed from my daughter. She looked at me with a nervous look on her face, but eventually she gave me the goggles back. And then the little girl swam away, going over to where I'm assuming her parents were. Of course, about five minutes later, the mother, whom we'll call Karen, comes over in my direction. The Karen says to me, um, why did you take those goggles away from my daughter? They aren't yours. I looked at her and I said, you're right. They're my daughters. She responds back with a terrible attitude saying, well, she isn't using them. She can barely swim. She should just let her use them instead of hogging them all to herself. After she said that about my daughter, I just about snapped. I then told this Karen that if she did a better job at raising her daughter, then the two of them will be sharing, playing together and having fun. But instead, here we are because this Karen's daughter manipulated my daughter into handing over her goggles and letting her think that they were going to play together. I told her that I didn't have time to deal with garbage human beings like her and that she should get back to her side of the pool. She was gobsmacked. She gave me a dirty look as she walked back to her seat and she didn't say anything after that. It definitely became apparent that my daughter felt uncomfortable after that and that she wanted to leave. For my daughter, who is honestly so innocent and a little naive, it was a pretty big pill for her to swallow so that she could see that yes, there are terrible people in this world that will absolutely take advantage of you just to get something that you have. This lady is a hero for telling this Karen what is what. You know you're dealing with a winner when the first thing that comes out of this Karen's mouth is some kind of insult geared towards your kid. Like if you want to set off a parent, that's the best way to do it. Not only that, but she basically implied that because this kid couldn't swim, she should just give up her goggles to this random girl that she just met and let them use it. That is a proverbial nightmare and there's no way that's appropriate. Like who just does that? Who just goes up to some random kid and says, hey, you're not using the Give me that. You know who does do that? Bullies. And that's what this lady was. The Karen was a bully and she was raising a bully. I don't care that this was a subtle thing either. The fact that they took advantage of somebody else to benefit themselves and to then negatively affect the other person makes them a bully. So good on this mom for standing up for her daughter and saying, no, give me back the goggles and get lost. It's a shame that the daughter didn't feel comfortable to swim there anymore, but she learned a very valuable lesson. You have to stand up for yourself and you can't let anybody walk all over you. Otherwise, 
otherwise someone's gonna steal your goggles or a lot worse in the future. I caught my fiance cheating on me. So I was catching up with my brother and she was having her friends around. I told her that I was staying at my brother's for the night as we were having some drinks and catching up. I noticed a guy in her Snapchat stories and I didn't think anything of it. That is until I texted her asking her how she was doing and she just completely ignored me. After about a half an hour of no contact and no text back, I tried to FaceTime her. Still, I got no answer. So I got in my car and I just went home. I parked the car down the road and walked up to our house. The bedroom windows were open and I started hearing noises from inside. My emotions took over at this point so I ran to the door, opened it, and I saw a guy in her room with my fiancé. And lo and behold, they were spending some quality time together if you know what I mean. I looked her in the face and shouted, how dare you do this in the house I made for us? Our home. I left the house and we have spoken very little since then. I haven't stayed at home or been back around my own house because of this. I stayed with my brother, but my heart is hurting and it is completely broken. And in my head, I keep replaying what I walked in on. And I just can't shake these feelings of betrayal and suffering. We were planning on getting married, but now I just don't know what to do. How am I supposed to get over this? I don't know that there's any way you can get over this. She completely cheated on you. Like, it's really hard to say and even just to hear this probably, but she went behind your back to go with another man to spend some quality time with them, if you know what I mean. But the silver lining behind this is the fact that you found out before you signed your life away to her. So now you know for sure who she really is outside of the facade that she's been putting on for who knows how long. The original poster goes on to say that everything in their relationship and in their life seemed good and then suddenly this just came out of nowhere. And that is honestly probably the worst part about this. It's the fact that he never saw this coming. And even worse, this guy built a house that they were going to live in. It really is just a massive, disgusting betrayal of trust. The original poster also mentions that he's in the process of getting her name removed from everything. That way he can move on and have nothing to do with her, which is fantastic to hear. Because no one in their right mind deserves to have that kind of treatment, especially from someone they would have called their fiancé and future wife. My boyfriend wants me to choose between him or my final exam. My boyfriend and I have been together for nine years and we mostly get along together. But during our last quarrels, during the last few years, I have noticed a resentment towards him from me. It feels like he doesn't really value me anymore. As soon as he gets angry, he starts to take a lecturing tone and wants to teach me how to behave better. And he always succeeds in making the fault mine and never his. But if I tell him this, he gets even more angry. Yesterday evening, we had a big fight that has been going on and is still going on today. It started when I sat down to drink coffee after handing in a big assignment for my university class. I accidentally slipped and spilled coffee all over me. This caused me to scream and curse rather loudly. He then got really angry with me and screamed at me to not shout so loud. I snapped back and told him that it was unfair of him to scream at me just because I cursed for spilling coffee. After all, it's not like I cursed at him. He actually apologized then, but I continued to have a slightly low mood, which made him suddenly take back his apology. He then said that I had screamed very loudly when dropping the coffee and that he had the right to tell me not to behave in such a way. I said that it was strange that he reacted that way. Wouldn't a normal reaction be to check on me and see what's happening and then have some understanding that I got mad about spilling coffee? 
coffee all over myself? I honestly thought this was absurd and not a thing to fight about. He then proceeded to accuse me of gaslighting and manipulation, as he meant that I had not just shouted out when spilling the coffee, but cursed for a few minutes, which I definitely do not remember doing that. When I told him this, he got angry and said that I was denying the truth and minimizing my blame. We fought some more and then went to sleep. I hate going to sleep without making up first, so I have to admit that I made some noise and some sighs in order for him to come in and comfort me, which definitely was silly and childish. I knew he was going to work the next few days, so I could have just gone in the other room and reconciled with him, but I was hurt by what he said and wanted him to apologize first. So I swallowed my pride, went in, we slept the night together, and I made up with him, or at least I thought I did. The next day, I went to the supermarket to pick up some food. He would use this food to make lunch so he could get ready for work, but he still said that he couldn't work as he was too tired. He then got mad that I had kept him up during the night so that he wasn't able to go to work. I apologized and said that I had not slept much either and I had a big presentation at the university the next day. He then said that he should be mean to me during this day so that I could know how it feels to have to cancel plans because of a fight. I then told him that he was responsible for the fight too and that I had not slept much either and that I had to practice for the presentation all day today. So if he wanted to do that, he already had. He then said that he basically was giving me an ultimatum. I could choose him or my presentation tomorrow. The presentation, by the way, is my final exam for everything I've worked on this term. And if I don't make it, I will not be able to continue with my education. I told him that I thought it was sadistic and cruel to make such an ultimatum as I have worked so hard for this the whole term. And honestly, what would he gain from this? Does he just want me to drop out of my education so he can prove a point? He told me that he has to do this to show me how it feels when you ruin one's day. I told him I didn't want him to miss work as we did reconcile during the night and as I went shopping for his lunch. I also said that sure, I will be tired if we continue to fight, but I will still go to the presentation because I have to and he should work as well. But he insists that even if I have the energy to go to my final presentation and if I do, our relationship is over and he will throw me out of the apartment. What should I do? I know I'm not perfect and I'm sure I have been annoying, but is this not a very cruel and strange overreaction from him? I would pack my bags that night and go get a hotel. Forget that. This guy is crazy. You do not have to put up with that. This guy's honestly acting as if you are subservient to him. And that's just not how a relationship works. This guy is clearly super toxic. This moron is honestly trying to compare him missing work to you missing your presentation, which by the way is your final grade. This is an easy one. Get out of there and get out of there fast. After nine years together, I honestly think both of you should be going in the right direction. And it sounds like you have the best interests in mind for him, but he does not care about you one bit. If he loved you, he would not do this. Because this current boyfriend, in my opinion, should become your ex-boyfriend. Your education and your future is on the line. All because this guy wants to be some hothead. And you can bet if you bow down to this last request, he will do this throughout the rest of your life. You're basically giving him permission to be a narcissist. And that's not okay. So get out, get out fast. You can find another place to live. You can find other accommodations. Because this guy does not deserve someone who's ambitious and trying to do something with their future like yourself. My entitled family thinks that they own my car that I bought. So a few years ago, I bought an old car from my dad. He bought a new one. And mine was on its 
last leg. Since I'm comfortable with that car and I knew that my dad was the only owner, I bought it from him. It's not a pickup nor a van. It's a minivan with a big trunk. You can get loads of stuff in there and even sleep in it if you really needed to. Anyway, since I still live at home, they use my car like it still belongs to them. I've told them many times that I don't like that they just use it whenever they want, but they'll get mad and say I don't do anything and that the least thing I could do would be to lend my car. Sometimes they ask to use it and sometimes it's just gone. And this basically ruins any plans that I have. When I tell them no, they'll get passive aggressive and start guilt tripping me, saying stuff like, after everything I've done for you, if my sibling or a friend needs something larger moved, like a shelf or so, they'll use my car. Did you buy new tires, a fridge, or a washing machine? Guess what? They'll use my car to transport it. Maybe my sibling or their drunk friends need to get picked up from a party. Conveniently enough, they need my car because it can fit six people in it. Never mind that they called it ugly and that they would never be caught dead driving it. If there's garden waste to dispose of, which car do you think they use? Exactly. They use mine. They try not to make it dirty, but it still gets incredibly dirty, no matter how they use it. Now, I pay for the gas, I pay for the insurance, and all the other stuff that goes along with this car, but it's still not my car. I'm very attached to my belongings, and I treat it well, but it doesn't matter what I say. Since I was a kid, my parents always forced me to share with my siblings. I wouldn't mind letting my siblings or cousins play with my toys if it was my decision, but getting the toy ripped straight out of my hands and not being allowed to complain about it because they would say how selfish I am, only to then get the toy back but destroyed, is incredibly frustrating. This car is my biggest and most expensive belonging. It's an older model without much technology in it, and I like it that way. I personally don't want to get another car, so I try to treat this well and make it last as long as possible. And today is when I said enough is enough. My aunt called and demanded that my mom drive to her with my car to help her get a carpet. My mom asked me and I say no. My aunt gets incredibly upset and angry and goes, why? First of all, my aunt has a car, but it's currently under repair. She knew about the carpet since two weeks, but suddenly this carpet is just absolutely the most important thing in the world while her car is being repaired. Second, the carpet isn't that big. It comes in pieces that fit in any regular car. And third, they have more cars than the one that gets repaired. And they also have a trailer. Why are they going after my minivan? They kept pressuring me and I simply couldn't take it anymore. So I started crying. Why is it always my car? Why can't I have one thing in my life? My sibling gets to have two cars in their name and no one uses these except them. I said if I ever buy another car, I'm going to get the tiniest car on the market so they can't exploit it and use it. I love my car, but I hate that it's shared so much in my family without me having any say in it. If my dad sold the car to a stranger, they couldn't access it anymore. But this is different because it's my family. I'm so done and I just don't know what to do. That's really unfortunate the way these people are acting, especially since you bought this car. It sounds like the original poster still lives with their family, so they don't have much distance in terms of getting away from them and being able to use this car for themselves. And that's really unfortunate because I totally understand where they're coming from, where they just want some semblance of independence and they don't want everybody breathing down their neck and only using them for that one thing that they have. There's also the idea that they can just start canceling everything underneath this car until it is completely and entirely under their name. Make sure the car's under your name, make sure the insurance is under your name, everything. And if that still doesn't do it, then sell the car and get a new one. I think this person has the right idea of just getting a different car that's smaller, that they 
they can use for themselves. Because the way their family's acting is really obnoxious. I can understand the occasional favors, but asking constantly and consistently without any kind of care for the person who owns the car is really inconsiderate. And if you've got a different car that's much smaller and doesn't have all this room, that will most likely stop them from asking to use your car altogether. Today I messed up by trying to cut my hair myself for the first time. I am terrified of going to the barber because every time I get there, my dad decides to make a scene about whichever haircut I choose and then forces his 80s haircut on me. I have to have the same haircut he's had for almost 50 years and so we end up walking out of the barbers looking like twins. Needless to say, going to the barbers quickly became a nightmare for me since every time I went, I would get the world's worst haircut and would have to bear that for the next three months. Not to mention the constant bullying I would always get of looking like my dad's brother rather than his son. Of course, my parents love the haircut, saying how posh it is and how I can grow up and be exactly like my dad, except I don't want to. So today I decided enough was enough and I started watching YouTube tutorial videos on how to cut my hair until I felt like I was a pro barber. Then this afternoon, while my parents were out, I decided to go to the bathroom and start the process. However, a flaw in my plan was that the hair cutter we had didn't work for some reason. So I decided to try the next best thing and use some scissors. I knew it was risky, but after watching those YouTube videos, I felt like I was a pro. I decided to cut my hair one side at a time and began with the right side since I am right-handed for cutting. Surprisingly, this side went perfectly and it was exactly how I wanted it. However, disaster struck when I tried my left side. Since I'm right-handed and my left hand was weaker when it came to cutting, it was harder for me to coordinate which strands of hair I was cutting. And also taking into account using a mirror pretty much for the first time to do this made things quite tricky. Eventually, after removing all the hair I had cut, I realized I had messed up big time. I had accidentally given myself a bald spot the size of a golf ball near the back left side of my head. Whoops. It completely ruined my haircut and I don't know what to do. Since I have realized my mistake, I have taken to wearing a beanie all the time. Even my sister who was at home hasn't seen my haircut yet and I'm terrified of what people are going to think when they see it. What should I do? Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist. A confidence boost before your interview? Or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday? There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with. Specifically, someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. 
You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. I first just want to say that your dad is really weird for making you get a haircut just like his. The original poster in this story is 16 years old. That is an age where you can really easily be obsessed with what people think. And your hair is one of those things that you can't just change every day. Like if you go to school and you wear a bad t-shirt and you get made fun of, guess what? That t-shirt's never seeing the light of day ever again. But if you have a bad haircut, you are stuck with that for months on end. And that can be a terrifying experience. So I don't blame this guy for trying to cut his own hair and to stop looking like his dad. But unfortunately, a bald spot has arrived. You have a few options if you're being realistic. The first option is to pick up a side job to try and get some money and then to go to a barber shop yourself, pull off your beanie, look at the barber and say help. And then they can give you a haircut that you want. Your other option is just to hide it, which is probably going to be the harder option, to be completely honest. There's only so long you can go wearing a beanie until someone snatches that off your head and your golf ball sized bald spots going to be shining in the sunlight. Your third option, and this one's a little bit riskier, you could just shave your head. This option is super risky because you never know how you're going to look without any hair. On the negative side, you're going to be without hair for quite a while. On the plus side, though, this will send a very clear message to your dad that no, I don't want to look like you anymore. But also, you don't have any hair. And this is not something you can take back. Once you cut your hair off, it is gone. And you are stuck like that for a while. So think hard before you pursue this option. But most of all, I wouldn't beat yourself up over this. Like, you gave it an honest try. And you got one side of your head exactly the way you wanted it. You just didn't anticipate using a mirror for your left side with a hand that you're not used to cutting things with. So you were like basically halfway there. I don't know, maybe there's a future for you in being a barber yourself. You could even use your messed up haircut as an excuse to go to the barber and see if they can fix it for free. There's a chance they might help you out, you never know. Especially if you explain that you don't want to look like your dad from the 80s anymore. My girlfriend has trust issues, and it's ruining our relationship. My girlfriend was cheated on non-stop for months during her last relationship which just so happens to be her first. She hasn't dated anyone since then until me, and this relationship happened three or four years ago. We have been together now for almost six months, so it's still early. Anyways, there was an incident where I forgot about a dating app on my phone, and she found out while we were playing on my phone one night. I genuinely forgot it was there, and she was very upset that night. Eventually, after she calmed down, we moved past it. Then there was another time when we were talking about our day, she had work and I had off, and I left out some details about some of the things that went on that day. Stuff like where I was and where I went. I wasn't doing anything I didn't want her to know about, but later on that day, she saw I went to other places. She wasn't mad, but I can tell it just scared her a bit. It wasn't made into a big deal. Then a couple of days ago, while she was cleaning, she found an anime drawing from my ex's best friend, and it happened to be a drawing of a girl for my birthday. She didn't say anything about it to me, but I overheard her talking to her best friend about it, and I'm worried the gears in her head are 
starting to turn. Now, a couple of days ago, we got Life360 together because I have to drive across town for work early, and this is a good way for her to know where I am and for her to just know that I made it to work. Well, sometime today, she must have been looking through my drive history for the day, and it said I stopped at a random house for an hour. She vaguely mentioned it and is now very quiet. Frankly, I truly am not doing anything wrong, and it's just driving me up a wall to constantly be questioned. I feel like her trust issues are going to ruin this relationship, and honestly, I'm sick of it. What should I do? It seems like the guy in this situation is not doing enough to really put his girlfriend at ease. His current girlfriend got cheated on so many times, for months, and she had no idea. So do you really blame her for being suspicious of these incidents? In her mind, she's thinking, oh wow, the same thing that happened in my other relationship is happening again. And while I totally believe you that this is all situational, it also is not a good look. In my opinion, you need to do more to prove that you are not cheating on her. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but you really need to try a little bit harder. From her perspective, it's probably really, really suspicious that the Life360 app suddenly just happens to break next to a house for an hour. If I was in her shoes, I probably would think the same thing, like, hey, he's probably cheating on me just like my previous boyfriend. I'm also very surprised that this location-based tracking app is glitching for some reason. I have never heard of that app specifically breaking down in such a way where it says that you were at a random house for an hour. I honestly am not sure if you're telling the complete truth here. If I was in your shoes and my girlfriend said, hey, you stopped at this random house for an hour, I would immediately jump in the car with my girlfriend and we would go to that house. If I really cared about my girlfriend, I would do everything I possibly can to prove to her, no, I am not cheating on you. I am loyal to you. I'm doing everything I can to be with you. But that's just my opinion. What is your opinion though? Leave a comment down below. We would love to hear it. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.